Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up on a two-hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What up, what up, what's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brother, B. Austin, the hot block commander, uh, Jimmy, the blueprint in the building as well. Look, we're in week number 16 of no sports due to the global COVID-19 pandemic. Even though I haven't watched any, but I've been getting alerts on my phone, B., uh, like for the last week and a half about boxing matches that have been going down. So I guess, you know, they they still throwing hands throughout the pandemic. But um, yeah, now that people beat leaving, their brains in. Oh, yeah, yeah. They like, they don't care. They, you know, they, they like they're going to die either way. So, you know, whatever it is, it is. But look, now the sports leagues are in their final planning stages of reopening. Remember last week we were talking about obstacles that stood in their way in the form of, you know, players, especially in the NBA, talking about, you know, we might not want to do that with the current climate going on in the world. We might want to concentrate on that. Now, it's a different obstacle. A lot of athletes are beginning to test positive for COVID-19. So we're going to rap about that. So keep it locked right here with us in the war room. We may not go to hold two like we haven't been lately because there's no damn sports to talk about. But if you want to get in on the conversation while they're still going on, sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. Or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls as usual on the Digital Extreme Tech hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, as usual, just, you know, shout out to everybody else on the War Room Sports podcast network. Um, we love what y'all do. We always have. Thank you for the content that you provide for the network. Um, but you can listen to archive episodes of our show and the other shows on our network right at the hub, warroomsports.com. Also on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we're sure to be there. So make sure you check us out. Um, man, get this out of the way real quick, man. Uh, B. Austin, you know, We've been reeling for the past 24 hours or so because we, we've lost a, a close personal friend, uh, somebody we went to college with, man, uh, dude that'll give you the shirt off his back. And, you know, when people say that, that shit is cliche. Yo, my man Tommy Mead, a.k.a. Tommy Guns, would give you the shirt off of his back. I've seen him do it. <laughs> um, yo, rest in power, rest in peace. To the homie, man. Bull terrible bull news. Bull in an already terrible year that's been going on, man. Twenty twenty is so ass, man. But um, bull yeah. shop. So if he give you the shirt off of his back, that means he go get the shop for another one. So he's definitely <laughs> cool with that. No that doubt. was my man. And, and Yo, as of from late, like ninety nine. 
be as of late. Yeah. He owned his own shop. Made his own clothes. Yes, so sir. He can give you yes, the shirt sir. and he yes, can sir, go get man. another one from his store, man. I hope somehow, I don't know who his partners were in that, if he has any, but I hope that legacy, you know, keeps going strong. He has a young son. My heart hurts for his young son. Um, but we just, you know, we had to give the homie a shout out before we got started with everything that we're doing here. So we're going to dedicate this episode, episode 526, to the homie Tommy Guns, H.U. forever. All right, what up, Jim? Word. see you in the building. Um, we gonna get really right good. Into these, nothing much, man. We're going to get right into these hot topics real quick, and then we're going to talk about what's really good. Uh, y'all know what it is. Hot Topics brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, when sports finally return, and it looked like it's getting closer, but at the same time, COVID looked like it's hating a little bit. You guys can make tons of bread sports betting at my bookie. If you still haven't checked out my bookie, because we've been yapping about this for over a year now, you can get your account up and running right now, get your deposits in so that you're ready when the games start back up. So when sports do return, you can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. It's going to be a lot of big games because a lot of the seasons are going to be shortened. Um, you know, you have seasons that's trying to continue what they already started. They are near the playoffs, so it's going to be a lot of big games to bet on. If you guys are tired of getting excuses when it's time to collect your bread, that's why we urge you to give them a try. You win, they pay out, fast payouts, no hassle. You're basically wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game starts. So you can wait till tip-off, see who just, you know, decided that they're not playing because of COVID or see who may have just tested positive earlier in the day and get scratched from the lineup. Not to make light of that, but it's just the truth. You can do that after the game starts. So join now. My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. And that's all there is to it. Last week, fellas, we talked about the whole NASCAR fiasco with the, the noose and Bubba Wallace, the only full-time uh, cup series driver in NASCAR, the only black one. Um, we talked about the noose being found in his garage down in Talladega. So that's been basically the news of the week. Uh, there was this big pre-race ceremony where all of the drivers got out of their cars parked their cars and pushed Bubba Wallace's car up to the front um, and, and, and a big show of quote-unquote solidarity. He got out of the car, hugged everybody. I was a little nervous for him because he was hugging a lot of people without masks. He didn't have his mask on, but that's a whole other story. Mm-hmm. Um, the FBI investigation mm-hmm. came back about the whole noose situation after you know Bubba was kind of held up as a hero. Um, the FBI came back and determined that the that Bubba Wallace was not the victim of a hate crime and that a pull rope fashioned like a noose had been on the garage door at Talladega Super Speedway since early as October. This is what NASCAR said on Tuesday. The FBI reports the FBI report concludes and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door pull rope fashioned like a noose had been positioned there, like I just said, as early as last fall. This was obviously well before the 43 teams' arrival and garage assignment. Okay. If what they found out, fellas, was true, um, 
does that change the fact that there was a noose hanging on the garage door in a in a sport that a lot of people deem Yo. as a racist sport in Yo. the first place? Like that's an old noose, look, man. That look, wasn't Bubba's noose. Listen, like and that, that, listen, that was listen, one of our old noose. Don't want, worry about that. I definitely I definitely need to hear from 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 you brothers. I just got a couple quick questions as you as you uh give your thoughts. Number one, is this the FBI? Is this the same organization that had uh, something to do in the subjugation, uh, destruction of the Black Panthers, the murder of Malcolm X? Some say the murder of Martin Luther King. Is this the same, that same organization that J. Edgar Hoover was the head of? Quintel Pro was a part of? Is that that organization? Okay, that's the one. Okay, okay, all right. So that so that one. And then NASCAR, if I'm not mistaken. As Bubba Wallace was having this tender, this tender moment of affection that you know a lot of white people like to create these, you know, look at me, I'm not racist moments. Is this the same NASCAR with all, all of the stars and bars, Confederate flags on the infield? Even as this was going on, is this that NASCAR? Yeah, I mean the same one last week oh, that oh, had to okay. ban those particular flags because of the climate. In the country oh, um, this week, oh, all right. you know it's been going on all, all right. this time. You know everybody's moving to action this week. Okay, so, okay, yeah, same, right. same, right. same right. NASCAR, same. Well, this is the same one where the where the where the white people have been explaining to us that that Confederate flag doesn't mean what we think it means. It's not a symbol of of racism, even though not it's just a flag of. Oh, just tradition. All right, okay. It's just tradition. I just had it's questions. Not, it, I don't even. It don't I don't even it. have no thoughts, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, all right. Makes sense. Makes sense. I get it. So, so what's your thought, uh, Jim? That is so, you know, it, it's it's so noose heavy in NASCAR that they're like, oh no, 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 that's a different noose. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I thought that was the, the. I thought, I thought that was the most hilarious thing of all. Because the way they tried to like downplay it, and it's like no one's really paying attention to saying that no, this is an old noose. Like that to me is just hilarious. And then they said it was used to open the garage, but then I heard like rumors like you don't know what to believe these days that it was actually made as a joke, um, you know, a hanging joke years ago, and it became so commonplace within that culture right. that no one even thought about it. That's what I'm saying though, because I've heard, heard that up. too. Okay, that that. That takes out the fact that it was, you know, directly aimed at Bubba Wallace. It could be coincidence that, you know, they were just assigned garage number four this year at Talladega. Okay, I give you that. Like for all the white people online trying to defend this, I'll give you that. But at the same time, even if it was a joke, because I've even seen people say that, like what kind of joke is that? Okay, it's a joke that we do because black people aren't a part of this sport. Oh, damn. The one black driver coincidentally got this this uh, garage, and now our joke is out in the open. Like, does that make it okay? That's what I don't understand. Like, for the people talking about it, it's a joke. Yo, and I've seen people, you know how, you know, our, our page somehow has, you know, turned into a, a, a chapter meeting. Um they were on there today defending it, talking about it's not a noose. It was a half-hitch knot, ask any Boy Scout. So, you know, y'all know me. I don't let dumb shit slide. So I went and I Googled half-hitch knots, went to the images. 
made sure that all the images were the same before I threw one up. And they were like, that's not a half-hitch knot. Posted the image of a half-hitch knot. Posted the image of the noose that was in, in, in the garage. By the way, the FBI and NASCAR are referring to it as a noose because that's what it is. So don't tell me whether, you know, whether or not they were using it to pull down the garage, fine. Whether it was, you know, a racist joke, okay, fine. But don't sit here and tell me that it's not raining when I'm standing outside getting poured on. You know what I'm saying? Getting wet. Don't, don't tell me that. No, 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 no. You got to get a little bit more vulgar with the analogy. Don't take your, your, your wee-wee out and pee on me and tell me and it's raining. Tell me it's raining. <laughs> yeah, because y'all peeing. Y'all, y'all peeing. Yeah, be nasty. Yo, man. So let me give you a yeah, quote from NASCAR. This is what NASCAR President Steve Phillips said. NASCAR President Steve Phillips said the organization continued its investigation of the incident after the conclusion of the FBI investigation. Phelps said sweeps of every track in the Cup Series were conducted as a part of the NASCAR investigation. That included 29 speedways and 1,684 garage stalls, and Phelps said 11 pull-down ropes with knot ties had been found, but the only one fashioned like a noose was in the Talladega garage. So don't sit here and tell me, oh, it's it's a joke, it's a, it's a pull-down it's a half-hitch Boy Scout notch. It is what it is. It, it, it was a racist joke, even if it wasn't directed at Bubba. It's been going around for a long time, and it's okay because there's no black people to get offended by it. But oops, around so yeah. one black dude yeah, yeah, yeah. out of all of these, these down-home country boys happened to get that stall, and now the, the, the joke's out, the cat's out of the bag. And, and everybody's running to defend it. Just say that it was a messed up situation. I, that's what I don't get, man. Everybody get online and just turn into a clan member. Like, <laughs> can't do that. Can't, can't do that. Can't, can't Y'all, admit it did, did, because did, did, did admitting it. Get a chance to hear, either you brothers get a chance to hear uh, Will Kane um, as he tried to, like, you know, take this and, 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 and turn it another way, and then Bomani called into him. My problem with Will Kane and the reason I don't I don't really listen to him is because he owes me a rumble for many, many, many well, things that have come him. out of his mouth. And it, I yeah, don't know if Will Kane comes on. I don't consume national uh, sports media, but I'm just saying that <laughs> it came across my timeline because uh, Bolani called in and cooked him. And it was like, I listened to it, it was about 13 minutes, and he cooked him so bad, it was like, Ouch. Uh, That's I don't know the if you thing, guys heard that, but if not, it's, they, it's I hear that they had history. So Bomani would probably happily put his apron on to call in the boy show. Um, I run oh, across. Yeah. No, 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 no. Bomani, Bomani trying to get a rumble with dude too. He, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, historic. Yeah, no, I do the. You know, when I used to drive somewhere every day and be in the car for like an hour and a half, two hours. You know, I, I do the, the serious FM flip thing. So I've heard Will Kane on um, ESPN radio before. Um, yeah, I, like, like Jimmy, you, you don't consume. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of that. You know, I, I do different stuff in the car. But the times that I flipped by, he had a show on, you know, during the, the, the drive home time. So a couple of times I have caught him, and he's one of those dudes. You know, he, 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 he prides himself on, quote, unquote, 
speaking his mind, not be not being afraid to be politically incorrect. A lot of times it comes off as, you know, white supremacist type talk. Um, I guess he, he wants you to know, like, I'm not pandering and I'm not afraid of black people without saying it, but he wants you to know that kind of thing. You, know, you got to be afraid of us, but, you know, when these hands get put on you, you I didn't want you to be afraid. Just just know what's going to happen when these hands get put on and and, but that's and the I thing, heard like, Bomani so put the verbal Bomani, hands like, on him. Yesterday. Yeah, he put some verbal hands. He came, he came to his level. He hit him with the, you know, and it wasn't even like aggressive or or yelling or calling him stupid. It was just like, yo, these are the facts. This is what you're missing. This is what you don't see. This is what mm-hmm. you always do. You know, and he was cooking them. Right. It was like it was it was a uh, you know great to listen to. Like I was like, man, he cooked it. That was pretty good. That was the best thing to come out of this whole NASCAR story to me, because uh, <laughs> like. Because here's a bit, all right, and, all right, so I get all the nuances of the story. I get what they're saying. I get all that. But if I told you right now NASCAR is racist, who's surprised by that? <laughs> this is a non-story to me. There's Jim, a news this is the same organization last week that had water is actually wet. put out a statement to ban yeah. Confederate flags because – that's one of the most it's yeah, funny. that's one of the most represented flags the fun- at their races. Man, listen. To me it's this funny. is hilarious it's because funny. it's like, yo, what, yeah. it's not like, what's the news here? What is the news? It's funny it's but funny, I, it's I funny because we all we all kinda come from the same cut from the same cloth in a sense that there's certain things, certain institutions in this country that are white supremacists, that are racist, that are bigoted. And guess what? We don't, we don't, we don't even care. Like, okay. And, and matter of fact, I even look at, I even look at the dude Bubba. Like, you know, you might be a rodent animal that digs in the trash just for taking the time Yo. to join and fight, fight your way into that league to run cars. Like, you know, you might, you might be because you knew what it was. You knew what it was. You, you can't complain. You try to say it's, this is it's what it was. Cool. But listen, uh-huh. well, he, he he is a he is a African American, so yeah, his daddy oh, side. He wanted daddy he wanted side Yeah, he relates to he, he so relates to, relate to the white. Skyview actually he, he said something oh. about what my next point was going to be. He said, uh, "Shout out to Skyview in the chat room." He said, "Why is Bubba making the I'm not Jesse Smollett rounds though?" That's what I was about to touch on. Like I kind of think like that's the part of this that's not fair because it's not us. Of course, you know, in in our chat. That name came up, and we we had those jokes, but we joke about everything. What I don't what it's I don't think much. is fair. White people are taking it upon themselves to hit him with the whole Jesse Smollett thing, and they're and they're dead ass serious. And that's not cool because first of all, Bubba wasn't the one, and isn't the one now who cried wolf about any of this. I don't even think he ever saw it. He was told that this was in there by his team. So I, I assume like the NASCAR team and the car. You know, they, they occupy the garage for the couple of days before the race or whatever, work on the car and all that kind of stuff. The drivers show up when he show up, do his test laps and, and, and race and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think he had even seen it. So even after the FBI made its investigation, all he was saying was the same thing that we were just saying. Like, okay. He was like, they said it, it wasn't directed towards me. It's not a hate crime towards me. Fine. I, I'm cool with that. I that's fine. I'm not disputing that. And he said he was happy with how NASCAR handled the, the whole thing. Only thing he was saying was 
okay, it's still a new stuff. It still represents what it represents. So that's what I'm upset about. But like they always do, they're taking his words. They're not listening to a damn thing he's saying, and they're just forcing what they want him to be saying onto him. Oh, he doubling down. He won't shut up about it. He's he's uh, you know, he's 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 saying that 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 it was against him. He never said that. But y'all know how they do. They don't get. They don't give a damn what you say. They're going to make up their own narrative and they're going to push it on you. And that's what they're doing to him right now. So now, from the white community, he's Jesse Smollett, and this is nothing like that. Yeah. Like he didn't go yeah. put this noose in the garage. Yeah. The FBI told y'all I was there for my yeah. children. So he didn't go put this there and come out and cry wolf. This is not even close yeah. to being the same thing. Yeah. So that's, you know, wait, wait. that's about all. That's, that's about my um, limit for protecting <laughs> Bubba. Yeah. White, white, America, white America is so used to being in power that they try and control the narrative and tell you what oppression what you're and tell you what race yeah they dictate yo. like I, yo yo my it. thing is this though yo right here's why I don't get mad here's why I don't get mad right imagine imagine having the head start and then having this 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 religion known as uh, white supremacy and imagine imagine that being challenged yo it's like a <laughs> it's like a king holding on to his throne man and so I I fully these kind of reactions and behavior, therefore, it doesn't bother Definitely. me because I expect it. But Jim, you know what I'm saying? Like I know what you're doing. You want to hold people. on to this? The people really in power, like they're not, they're not shook at all by anything that's gone on over the past month. These are the people. No, not at all. Who, these are the people who don't get the crumbs from their own people. You know what I'm saying? But the last thing that they got to hold on to, at least, I'm better than a black person. You know what I'm saying? Because they've been because told a lie. everything that's Truth being done right be now told. to quote unquote challenge white supremacy is symbolic. Taking down statues and and taking down this and taking down that and saying you can't do or say that's this anymore. Right? Like, what is that really doing to the there, power structure? There is no <laughs> equity or power being exchanged, being coming from the dominant society and coming exactly. to us. There's no equity and no power. Therefore, now with that being said, I don't want I don't want anyone <clears> to disagree <throat> what I'm saying because because. Like statues and symbols do matter, but they matter in the grand scheme of things. But when there's no exchange of equity or power, they're not really doing anything, right? So that's why it's funny because the people that are fighting, and some of them are like, you know, they're, they're doubling down because they feel like they, what they have is being challenged. They actually probably uh, are getting uh, pooped on by the dominant so, by the dominant society more yeah. so than us. They, like, you know, no, they always they always have they always have they don't notice it until. We get a little something, then they then they like Jim, Jim, Jim to your to your to your point, <laughs> to your point about to your point about the symbolism of the statues and the monuments. The further along you get in history, away from those actual people and institutions existing, the less significant they are. If I heard a story about how General Robert E. Lee whoop the slaves ass and rub the brine water into their back and I heard that live and direct from my grandma because she either experienced it or her mom experienced it then when I see that statue it means something to me I know who Robert E. Lee is it's offensive but it doesn't upset my day it doesn't hurt I mean I guess it depends the reason I think 
the reason I think they matter a little is because when you walk around and you see all the people that have the statues look like the dominant society, mm. it starts to get psyche. When you see, let's take the biggest one of all, when you see your white Jesus, what does that do to a kid if he goes to church every Sunday and his big picture is a white Jesus, and this is the person that he's praying to, his sky daddy, is a white guy with, with, with you know, a white guy who's all over well, the place, right? You're, that, that's you're, why I you're, believe that symbols... Symbols matter. No, symbols, but symbols, symbols, symbols symbols what I'm matter. saying is they ma- they're a part. They're just a part of an overall, you know, the, the part of an overall religion because I call white supremacy a religion. But when you're not giving away any power or giving away any equity, you can do all these little cute things out on the fringes. We're never getting to the nucleus. If you don't want to get to the nucleus and you just want to give us that, you're giving us a bunch of appetizers, but you're never giving us a full meal. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you want us to be satisfied with appetizers. No, dog, when are you going to bring steak out? Like, give me a meal. Pause. <laughs> nah, yeah, you know. Right now, what they doing right now, Jen? They're they giving us a fish. You know what I'm saying? They still ain't teaching nobody how to fish. So. Exactly. Like, here's a mozzarella stick. You know what I'm saying? A little onion ring for you. But, I mean, what a meal at, though, B? Have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. All right, so um, that's probably the most that we've talked about NASCAR in this program since the days of T and Northfield joining us on the show. What happened to her? Um, that's a whole different story, but um, shout out to her. Um, let's go on to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reeling over here. I shouldn't have opened that can. Anyway, so let's go to the world of sports in general because, you know, everything lately is, a, is about – Reopening, restarting. Let's get some get some seasons underway that were due to start. Let's finish some se- some seasons that already started. All the plans have have you know come down, and everybody's ready to go, or at least everybody who's in line to make a whole lot of money. The executives are ready to go. But last week it was the movement going on out in the streets. This week. Athletes are 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 contracting COVID by the droves, and I'm just gonna give y'all a few names and and instances of what I'm talking about. You know, we're right on the brink of NFL training camps. Um, we're on the brink of uh, NBA finishing their season, uh, college football coming up in a, in a month or so. Um, uh, what else? NHL trying to restart NBA. Y'all know what it is. But some of these names, you know, the names are starting to get a little bit bigger. So look, Malcolm Brogdon, COVID. Buddy Heald, Jabari Parker. It was a third Sacramento King too. Y'all remember who that was? Three people in the Kings. Yo, Heald, I, Jabari Parker. I don't know. I don't know the people else. that play for the Kings. <laughs> who got the joint? Yo, two Jokers got it. Uh, Nikola Djokovic from the Nuggets and Novak Djokovic, the number one tennis player in the world, has COVID-19. We already knew about Ezekiel Elliott. We talked about that last week. Charlie Blackman. There's a lot of baseball players who have it. Several MLB players. And staff Yo, the Dev, first all-star Dev, the other king, The other Sacramento king is Alex Lynn. Yeah, that's why. Um, Charlie Blackman was the first all-star name in baseball um, from the Rockies to contract it. Two Phoenix Suns players yet to be named, two Pittsburgh Steelers, 11 Florida Gators uh, football, 
three Michigan State University football players, and like I said earlier, several MLB players and staffers. And this is just some. There's other names that we've heard over the last week or so. Now, do you guys think this is going to be a deterrent for the games coming back? Because at first, you know, nobody really took it serious until Rudy Gobert got it. Like, once he got it, that's when the NBA the NBA shut down as soon as that came out. I mean, there were games later on that night that, that didn't get played because they were like, all right, it's here now. Now, it seems like in the past few weeks, like, you hear these names and you hear the new cases in Texas, Florida, all the states that refused to shut down all the way, you know, all the beaches that were open and all that kind of stuff, you know, all the arrogant Americans who, you know, think that wearing masks is against Jesus' breathing system, yet people really did say this. Um, We haven't heard much about death when you hear these names. Now, I know these people are considered important. They're going to get the best treatment. But a lot of these people are just getting tests because of who they are and because you can, you know, because they're about to start back up. So I'm assuming that a lot of these people are asymptomatic and they're saying, you know, I feel fine. A lot of them are saying I feel good. Um, I plan to join my team as soon as I'm allowed. So do y'all think because nobody's died yet, do y'all think that's the next shutdown? Do you think like these people getting it, it's going to keep going? We're going to replace the whole Rudy Gobert situation. Back then it was like, okay, he's the first to get it. We got to shut it down. Do y'all think it's moved up a notch now and they're, they're going to go with the status quo until somebody dies? Is that where we are now? Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting, right? Because I heard so many players come out and say, um, a, a list of players come out and say, yo, I'm not showing up to that job. I'm not, I'm not going to be right. a part of it. I'm not going to play. So there's a contingent of players that I think are trying to get things canceled. So I wonder about these diagnoses because it's like I hear it like people in the media say such and such says they have corona. I mean, cats fight is coughing like, yo, I got corona. Like I, I wonder <laughs> how, how serious some of these cases are or they are just part of this contingent that are putting these stories out there to try to get the league, to try to force the league's hand. That's what I wonder. The conspiracy theorist to me wonders, like, is there, I mean, but like, is- you know – it's a different thing. Like, I don't see there being that benefit in college football. College football players, you only have this little bit of time to impress people well enough to get to your next step if that's where you want to go. And you know that the, uh-huh. the power structure don't want to lose that money. I can see what you're saying about the NBA. But for me, I'm just kind of thinking, because you know that they got closer. As, as, as we got closer to restarting stuff, people were out there playing. Like, you see – you know, you see Ben Simmons in his uh, pickup game photo shoots again. So uh-huh. I think it's just a, a case where people are out and they're actually playing sports against each other now, either practicing, running pickup games or whatever. And and this this virus is still here. I just don't know if it's as deadly as it, as it once was, which would be a great thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like a lot of these people might be walking around asymptomatic, which is crazy for there, them. There, there, that there's might some indication that, might. that the uh, that the strains are weakening. That the yeah. strains are weakening. Which, which I hope I haven't heard that from anybody credible, but me running my own thoughts in my brain, that's kind of what I'm getting from this. And I'm thinking I might be at the point now where they say F it. Somebody got to die for us to shut it down, man. Because none of these people no. really seem to think about it. 
I'm just saying, this is what I'm thinking they're thinking at this point. They're like, if you don't want to play, that's on you. If you catch it, you got to quarantine for a while. If somebody dies, I mean, so, then we got to deal so, with it. Oh, if so, hopefully it's a Raider. No disrespect, um, you know, Scott, <laughs> but I don't bang with y'all like that. But anyway. Um, Neil in the chat room said her friend's daughter tested positive but has no symptoms. I think that's the strain that we're working with now. A bunch of asymptomatic people. Maybe we, you know, maybe the worst is I mean, I'm hoping. I, I, hope, I hope that's what it is. Like, I hope that's yeah. what it is. But, like, you know, I, I still want to, you know, trust in the law but still tie up your camel. Um, you know, as they say, like I'm yeah. still gonna take my precautions, <laughs> but I, 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 I do I do hope that's what it's, I do hope that's what's going on, man. Because uh, you know, I would like to get back to some semblance of normal one day. Um, right. Although I don't even know what normal means at this point. But man, in terms at of this sports, point, I could be open um, with it. Like Jimmy's family and my family, we just had to we just had to cancel a cruise for September. Yeah. <laughs> Like I mean, we kind of knew. Out on the water, so I mean, mean, right? Like we knew, you know, four four months ago that it wasn't gonna happen. But you know, I was, yeah, I was you know, I just wasn't. What, what, I wasn't gonna hold one of that bread for as long as possible. That was like a savings account. <laughs> yo, one, yo, once they killed Fred the Godson, I was out. I was like, yo, I ain't going nowhere, yo. And, <laughs> I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, yeah. The craziest yo, part. Yo, killed my man Fred, yo. Is, yo, the craziest part about the whole situation is the. The boy hit me from the cruise line like, yo, um, you want a refund or they off me this crazy credit? And I'm like, yo, I need my bread. Boy talking about, that's not what Devin did. Devin didn't take his bread. I said, yo, what Devin did? Give my bread, huh? <laughs> I ain't got to play you. See, for me, yo, it was easy. Because remember I told you, I, I booked on a on a discount anyway. Like, I, I booked when the, yeah. when, when the deposit wasn't what it usually is. So I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I can go ahead and take that credit. And even if I never end up um, booking another cruise, like it's not a real loss. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I know I that you, you, are, you know, y'all had put down more than me because I kind of, yeah. I, I caught on early and I was like, well, I'm not going to keep giving them bread. I'm just going to save the bread in a different account. So if I do, like, if it, if we do have to cancel for some other reason, they don't try to keep my bread. But y'all, y'all were able to get you it know, back anyway, so it was cool. Yeah, I got my bread, but I'm, like, sitting there like, yo, why you, first of all, how you going to put your business out there like that? Like, you didn't want me to know, know that. He did nine on me. Like, but oh, I told, oh, my God. He takashi me. <laughs> yo, my bad. He takashi like, like, on me. <laughs> I'm like, Sam, you can stretch this out as long as you want. I just don't know. When I ever feel pause, and ain't stretching nothing up. He was like, Paul, yeah, my yeah, man was like, Devin ain't but I'm like, yo, like, yo, God, look at all my business. I'm, yo, like, what if you, uh, what if you, what if we give me all the way to 2024? I'm like, dude, I don't know when. Like, we, you know, we in 2020 now. I have no idea when I will feel comfortable on a cruise ship. Like, in terms of yeah. Corona, sports, the whole thing. Like, going to a sporting event skis me out, but a cruise might be number one. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah, we already know how. I mean, I love to anyway. travel that way, but I never thought it was the most sanitary way to travel. <laughs> Absolutely. That's not. why yeah, I, so I've never like done as many cruises as we've been on, and as many as we've been on like together. Like you, you've never seen me. I've never seen you or anybody from your family get into um, a swimming pool on the boat. You two, oh, we've been no. on cruises together. None of us have never swam 
Like we wait till we get somewhere Yo. and go to the beach. But I ain't getting there. Be awesome, be too drunk to do anything anyway. Be awesome, be awesome, be drunk. Ocean only. Be Austin could do a lot with that credit that they gave me, yo. Because his whole bill be alcohol anyway. B, they gave me six hundred dollars on board credit. Six hundred dollars. Austin remembers walking on the boat and walking off the boat. Everything in between is a blur. Six hundred dollars on board credit is half of B Austin's. Look at uh, Damn. Bill. Why y'all Takashi? Why y'all Takashi? Takashi and all. Yeah, so, so yeah, so I mean, it, it's getting crazy. Um, Neil said Renee Young from WWE tested positive. I have no clue who that is. Um, Yo, I know. Any y'all familiar with her? Work. She from got the it. internet. I know what she's talking about. And she got oh, that job. I, I got that. <laughs> I ain't necessarily I'm talking about, about the Roni. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, but she got it. I, I gotta, I gotta check out her body of work. Um, <laughs> don't even ask her. So yeah. Um, do you just last thing before we move on, take some calls. Do y'all think that any of this, any of these names, any of this stuff happening, is gonna stop any of these leagues from, from, from happening? I don't know. No, but, it's hey, too let me much. Ask, it's let me too much Jill, money involved. Uh, Neil's in the chat. I got a question for Neil. I heard that the whole thing with Renee is um, a tactic by uh, Vince McMahon because uh, she came in contact with somebody named John Moxley who uh, wrestles for a different um, a different whole thing. So because of that, he tried to like you know ruin their their event by saying she got the COVID when she really don't. Wouldn't shock me because Vince is ruthless. But um, back to your question, Dev, about what's going to happen. Is something's going to have to happen? But again, to your point. Unless somebody drops or, or has a DL, she said they're married. Passes out. Yeah. Oh, they're married. So that's the, yeah. so. Is Vince coming out? Is Vince coming out and announcing that, trying to ruin uh, AEW's uh, event by saying, "Yo, she tested positive." Because <laughs> now, yeah, she her husband got it. Married. Be, you know what I mean? her husband got it. She she married to a dude from A and W, the root beer company. Um. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> but to your point though, I think somebody's going to like DL Hughley pass out. <laughs> Or something's going to have to happen. During the game I think on camera. These, yeah, these leagues are going like full steam ahead. Um, you know, DL, sort of like Florida went full steam ahead. I'm on Florida. Hey, a little comedy club like last to, uh, week. This is, this yeah, is yeah, non, the non-sports related. And they laughed this at it. This is non-sports related. Like, come on. Yeah, they've never been a not, physical comedian. What y'all laughing for? Not non-sports related, and uh, it, but it is not Poma. It is not Poma. There is 360 million people in America. There are 2.46 million confirmed cases of COVID. There are 1.4 billion people in Africa. There are 325,000 confirmed cases. Testing vaccines in Africa and not in the U.S. Where do you think they were going to go? Insert insert the uh, filmatic here. Why? Right, right. Right. Why? 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 When why you, know why. you know why? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Facsimile. Yeah, yo, they trying. Yo, they trying to get rid of. Yo, they really trying to get rid of y'all. Got to. They we already to. got the Negroes uprising in America. Like we can't make this be global. We gotta go where all the Negroes are. All right. So yo, before we take this, these these calls. 
just wanted to let y'all know the NFL canceled the Hall of Fame game between the, the Kyle Jones and the Steelers, um, and they're postponing the enshrinement ceremony until next year. Um, they're not going to do the enshrinement uh, ceremony for the class of 2020 until August 5th, uh, August 5th, 2021. And then on August 7th, 2021, they're going to enshrine the class of 2021. Um, <laughs> so they're going to do two classes, basically, two different ceremonies. They're going to sell tickets for each one and do them as a separate entity <laughs> next year. <laughs> NFL, like, we got to get our bread. Um, yeah, so that's how that's going to go down. That's crazy because that made me think bread. of the Olympics. I forgot that the Olympics was supposed to be getting underway in, you know, a couple of weeks. And I'm kind of upset Yo, about that. Like Japan, wasn't it? I love the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? That's my thing every four some every four years in the summer. But you know, it's not the right time to do that. What'd you say, Jim? I said, wasn't it supposed to be like somewhere in Japan? Yeah, the Olympics. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, you know, yeah, that would have been yeah. very they problematic. Over there. Yeah, they was over there with Mr. Miyagi. They was gonna get it in. <laughs> And your man doubled down again. Your man um, at his rally, at his day after Juneteenth rally, your man Trump called it the Kung Flu again. (laughs) 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 What's wrong with your president? I'm I'm laughing at it. I'm laughing at his ignorance. The fact that he feels just like so emboldened. He feels so emboldened. My man, like, yo, I could do whatever I want to do, and there's nothing they can do. No. I don't think there's anything he can say at this point that that would shock people. Or his base would like. What could he do at this point? Like if he if he slapped uh, a he handicapped grabbed him baby, handicapped, if he, if, if he slapped say. a handicapped baby with cancer on TV, like would it even matter? Nah, no. They're, they're going to defend it. They're going to find a way that it uh, that it should have been done. Or they're just going to say it didn't happen. Like y'all saw it, but nah, it ain't happened. <laughs> he happen never did like, that. It didn't happen like that. <laughs> he, he never did that. All right, let's let's. Uh, go to the phone lines real quick. We got the homie Tobias waiting on the line. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tide. Eleven Roll down tide. Uh, Crimson oh, tide and tested positive too. Tobias, like, look. Hey, hey, <laughs> are look. Are they here, blue man. chip? Do we need them? <laughs> are, hey, if it's a kicker, if y'all know that I've been with kicking over the years, we ain't missing nothing. And uh, and I but uh, <laughs> but before I say that. Hey, your boy uh, Jason Whitlock, he got, got hired by Clay Travis to be his attack coon out here. Uh, you know, <laughs> hate the break of the Whitlock. You can't get fired. You can get mad at Hey, he get mad at Bill Simmons for being woke all he wants. Bill Simmons, as you built two companies. Whitlock, he getting fired from everything. Who's the Who's the problem? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, ain't nobody paying $300 million for Jason Whitlock stuff. Yeah, they be cooking. They be cooking that cool. Yo, he yeah, that boy uh, is a cat cool, you know. Come on, yo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, and like this whole Bubba Wallace thing, right? And I put it on my Facebook. He didn't say nothing about it. He is he pretty much just said, Hey, y'all investigate it and see what's going on. What you should do with all these situations. You investigate hey, it, Tobias, whatever comes of it, and that's it. Tobias, let the clan tell it. He doubling down and he won't let it go. I'm like, yo, are y'all watching? Like, where are you getting the news? Like, I don't get it. <laughs> they don't care. Yo, and, 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 
And white supremacy isn't about facts. See, what? Let's let's back this all the way up. A lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand the difference between bigotry and racism. Calling me the N word is bigotry. Calling me calling me the N word is bigotry. Not hiring me with a college degree, but the white boy with a felony with no degree could get that same job before me or. Black veterans not getting uh taking getting those GI Bill benefits to get those cheap houses that a lot of white families are benefiting from. Uh, you know, or better yet, like in my job, right? A customer, a white guy, he's a retired lawyer. He's in the seventies back of lawyers really made bread. His daughter, he told his guy he a fifty thousand dollar loan, like like uh two seven twenty five K loans to keep her business afloat. That yeah. is what we're talking about, the system of racism, white supremacy. They don't care about your marches, black people. They get mad when you start talking about the money. We thought reparations getting with your economic empowerment. They don't even care about equality because you can't measure inequality. And so we have to, and it's like with all this, right, all these problems, these racism, if we had our reparations, what we were owed, we wouldn't be having to worry about telling white people to hire us, treat us equally in our sports. There's a reason that white people got all the black players in the Negro Leagues and tanked it. They had their own league, better players. Some of the best players ever came from that league, doing just fine about white people. <laughs> you know? Bad. Bad. Yeah, yeah you got to talk about the NBA, right? My thing is with this whole COVID, first thing, first, y'all talk about the rest, like Renee Young, the commentator. The husband, Dean Ambrose, who used to be in WWE, like Dean Ambrose, he quit the company because Vince McMahon would push her, right, and kept doing these stupid gimmicks. And Vince McMahon offered him a boatload of money, and he still said, no, nah, I'm out. You know Vince ain't like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, you know, what surprised me was that one. And, uh, but with this COVID, people are still going to catch it no matter what you do, no matter what measures you take. People are still going to catch it. You just have to manage it. And I just want to tell white people out there, if you want your football in the fall, white people, put on a damn mask. <laughs> you know, uh, Trump doesn't like football. He's okay. You want your football in the fall and you want to go sit in the stand, put on a mask. It ain't that hard. And, yeah. and that just shows the rest of the world is starting to get their numbers down, a lot of these countries. This country still getting spiked. Because people act like these white people act like petulant children and can't put on a mask, just go to a grocery store, get in and get out. I see it in my job. They complain, but then they complain about no sport. Um, you know, take yeah, that. Did y'all see? Did y'all see the, y'all see the dude uh, went to Walmart? The white dude at oh, Walmart yeah. pushing everybody around because they were trying to stop him put, around, put a mask on. Yo, just put a yo, put a mask on, guys. Like, just do it out of respect for everybody else, even if you think. Like, if, if it's a, a public health issue, and even if I didn't agree with it, I'm like, okay, just for the benefit of somebody else, I'm not going to be the militant one. I'm not putting on a mask. I mean, like, okay, dude. There's still people out here, and I've seen somebody as late as last week say, oh, man, everybody doing all this for something that's just, you know, like the flu. If you still think that, whatever. But just, just be respectful for the people who don't feel that way. That's the problem in America. Everybody's so arrogant. It's like I can't do anything for respect. You know anybody else's respect. Yeah, respect. I mean, I respect. And Casey Mack said, um, said, "All Trump has to do now is shoot a black man point blank on camera." <laughs> that is that winning me. What it matters? 
what, what he tried to do oh, that yeah. he tried to do that with the uh with the Central Park Five. He pretty much tried to do that like thirty some odd uh, forty years ago with them. Mm-hmm. Uh when he was out in front of that. And you know, with with all this going on, and the problem is that like the NBA's gonna start back up because those players wanna start back up because if they don't play, the owners could tear up the, the CBA. And we already know ain't gonna be in the fifty fifty split. You probably looking at seventy thirty at best. And that means a lot of your mid tier guys ain't like Tobias Harris's of the world ain't getting no max dollars no more. And so uh yeah, I know I know y'all cool with that. But, hey, you know I thought that was a I mean, thing. I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm I'm just talking because for me, I'm like stick them up for whatever you can get, whoever you are. Not in yeah, that I, sense. I think, yeah. I'm just saying like I just think some things are more important. You know what I mean? Like I mean, we we have this now, just like Patrick Beverly said. Yo, if LeBron hooping, we hooping, and 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 that's pretty much what it is at this point. What if LeBron tests positive? Like, is he gonna change? Like, there's no way he even if he tests positive, there's no way LeBron could come out and change his tune, because that'll look like it's so selfish. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he wouldn't be able to do that, even if it deep in his heart. LeBron gets shot. Like, he doesn't miss time. LeBron gets shot. He doesn't miss time for some reason. That dude never misses time. He, he's like Wolverine. But uh, well, I want to touch on a sports topic. I know you guys got to run. I know you guys are like on load management, you know, and everything <laughs> like that. And, uh, <laughs> I know that's going to be the new thing. Me, that's going to be the new thing in the NBA. Like, forget the flu game. We're about to have the COVID game because somebody's going to yeah, play COVID. why they got it. Perfect. The bad thing about it is they're going to be spreading it to everybody else. But yeah, first I want to say, we know, I told y'all Dan was in the Boule crew because he giving a, he losing cruise money. He ain't sweating it. I told y'all he's part of the Boule crowd. But, uh, I'm a rich nigga. I got yeah. a <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I don't like, like, like what Bill Simmons on the ring have been doing these NBA redraft. They've been kind of fun, but it also shows in these drafts, you get about pick five. <laughs> you just get at most at best. You get rotation guys, and it just shows you like how tough it is to tank and fill yourself up. Because man, you get to like some of these drafts. It's like pick three, and you just getting table scraps. And yeah. it just shows I how don't hard really it care is. About their feelings, but redrafts to me are so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, so disrespectful to the people yeah. in, the, in those classes. But I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, cause you know how I feel about D Rose, by the way. You know how I feel about D Rose. I don't like your slander, man. But I do. I do think Westbrook is great. I, I, think just you- think, I just think everybody. Not everybody. I'm gonna generalize like that. I just think a lot of people are using his injury as a way to maybe overstate what he was, what he was gonna be. He, he I mean, think about it. When you when you when you win when you're like the youngest MVP of all time, um, and it's even like. I, I, like, I know it sounds that way because you're a Bulls fan. I have no ill feelings for Derrick Rose. But yeah, you it, it, everybody outside of Chicago and outside of Chicago <laughs> fans know that that MVP was a little bit questionable. Um, who else was going to get it that year then? LeBron had two top LeBron 10 guys. Hold on. D Rose had Keith Bogans and Carl, watch Carlos Boulder and Lou All Day, who's running for the King in the Olympics out here. And Joe Kim Noah can't hit a five foot <laughs> jumper. 
And he none, got of that and none of that means that he played better than LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James, not, no, yo, he got Tobias. Here's the one thing. Here's, here's the one thing I will, uh, that that Jordan and uh, LeBron have in common. It's like yo, they got tired of giving them both MVPs. So it's like we gotta find somebody else that's having a great season. Yeah. Right. Because both Mike, so both Mike and LeBron could have arguably been the MVP every year they played. But Dude, I, I people it. are more mad at Derrick Rose here than Steve Nash. Steve Nash got more MVP than no, Kobe. I'm not. I'm not more mad at that. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to take his MVP away from him. I'm not. I, he was. He was worthy. I just think people use it like yeah, like, like Derrick yeah, Rose. Pimp- even and I love Penny. I, I pro, I'm probably guilty of it with Penny. Like, well, Penny would have been. I think we got more of a a picture with like a Grant Hill. Like we like Grant Hill was already, you know, if you wanted to really admit it after a short period of time, Grant Hill was already like a top three or four player. Not only hit they props before he got yeah, before he got it. You know what? I mean, Grant Hill used to get you know everything they needed every time they played. But there, you know what? Here's my thing, right? Hold on, hold on. So had a masterful. That was a magical season, though. So I'm not mad right. at it because everything, like it was just I'm, a magical season for him. So give right. him his MVP. But you know, we could make the I'm argument about long thing. But you know, when yeah. we get to a point where we can speculate and we can, you know, use a lot of hyperbole. Hyperbole. I never can say that word right. Hyperbole. Hyperbole. About stuff that we can't really Diddy prove. Folk, I then it gets out of hand. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what it is, Steph? I can't. Here's my thoughts with Derrick Rose. You can say it's about Penny as well and Grant Hill because both of them came in a little older because of the times and everything. Derrick never hit his prime. And, uh, and I remember um, when he had a 50 point. Yeah, because he didn't, he didn't get to hit his prime, you know, his peak. And one thing he to, said to was Bob, after that, yeah. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you an analogy. And I think I think the I think my brothers will will relate to this. Derrick Rose to me, what I saw in Derrick Rose, he was like um, Sean Taylor. Y'all remember how athletic oh, yeah. Sean Taylor was? Yeah, yep, yep. But but Sean but Sean Taylor had no brain in his in his head. That was just all freakish athleticism. <laughs> That's Derrick Derrick Rose had problems. Reading pick and roll, I'm not sure how much brain was in his head, and I'm not even taking shots at him because the bull talk like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, he, I'm he not was even a, he was a four point oh two. Now that's how he got it. Yeah, he, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 <That's> eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I get exactly what you're saying, B. Austin, because like you look at that, and that's and that's even worse when somebody dies. Because we don't even have to see him play injured anymore. Like, I, I literally, mm-hmm. and, and it could be, because, you know, where I live, I live in the, the Washington, D.C. area. I hear people say oh stuff my like, God. Sean Taylor is the greatest safety who ever lived. Damn. Sean oh Taylor is this. Like, y'all forgot, Sean Taylor was talented as a mug. Will knock snot out your nose. But Sean Taylor used to get beat. On pump fakes and double moves so much. Yeah, Reed was the goat. Yeah, Reed. But, like, but you know, but God, no, no, no. And his recovery speed was great. But it's like once you yeah. die or once you get a, a debilitating he didn't learn injury, the game yet. you're never going to be the same. People can go ahead and make up anything they want to because you can't argue with how talented they were. So you can say, look, right, that right. Guy, he was going to be the greatest of all time. I think nah, I, I saw. 
because that's what brought this up. I think Derrick Rose still goes number one in a 2008 redraft. And I was wrong about him to begin with. Like I told you in the chat, Tobias, I had um, Beasley being the best player in that draft. And I had OJ being the first guard taking so the board. Best guard. OJ was nice. I mean, you know what, guys? NBA, and also a role. And also a role. He said, he said after his 50 point game in Minnesota, that that was the first year he got to work on his game and not rehab for injury. And you know how much that takes wow. out of. Honestly, I'm still I'm still rooting for the dude. I want to see him. Rose I want to see him make more. All- he, yeah. He's been good, yeah. and, and, and you know, and, and I, I want to say thanks for taking my call because I hear somebody kids screaming in the background there. Probably there, uh, you know. Uh, but uh, but hey, you know, and sometimes nice. I run a PlayStation here. You hear my kids screaming in the background? They gonna get whooped. I know they're from the uh, toe, but. But, but those, those retries kill me because a lot of times it's about where you go. We don't know because these guys come in so young and where you go, for example. Like Kevin Love, right? I can't feel it like they talked about it. We said it. We went to Cleveland and didn't work out for him because they made a Ryan Anderson. If you got, if this guy is best at 15 rebounds and get 25-15, why you got him standing on the corner paying him a match contract? You might as well yeah, still have Ryan yeah. Anderson do that role. I mean, they definitely ruined his career. Kevin Love, in the 10 years that we've done this show, on this show, he's gone from White Moses to a piece of shit. He went to John Conkey. Yo. Yo. Go ahead, Jimmy. Go ahead, Jimmy. Give him them balls. Give him them White Moses. I just want to, I just want to. Every time he comes up, I just got to apologize to Moses Malone and say rest in power. I should have never said that. Hey, I want to say thanks for taking my call, guys. And Chris Broussard did a video showing the young kids how good Moses Ballon was. But he would have sucked today because they want him to shoot threes and not get 25 or 20. But, hey, you guys have a great day. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) No more nooses in the garage. Yo, Moses might very well be the most underrated star in NBA history. I'm not going to say underrated player, but he's the superstar name never comes up. Even when you're just talking about centers, there's a few purists out there, you know, who we talk to who are going to bring his name up. But in a general conversation about the greatest centers of all time, his name doesn't come up. And truthfully, (laughs) accolades, numbers, the dude could have a case for being like, Top four or five, but his name doesn't yeah. even come up. You can run off ten centers, and people will never say his name. You have to be reminded about. Well, him. well, the average fan has to be reminded that. about Moses it's Malone. The and then a newer that, fan is gonna be like, reason, so better than this. The reason for that, the reason for that is he doesn't have a highlight reel. Like Nick Van Exel's highlight reel is better than Moses Malone, and they're not even right, the same need. stratosphere of player. Because Moses was, like, truly a blue-collar worker. Like, my man went out there, you know, um, to use all the hyperbole to try to use in football. He went out there with his lunch pail and just made things happen. But there's no highlight reel of that. Like, no one might no see a, a highlight reel of a dude, like, aggressively grabbing rebounds and, you know, tapping the ball to himself um, and just Moses bullying cats on the block. It was way quicker and way more athletic than even the cats that bring his name up give him credit for. Like, if you do yeah. find a, a, a 
Moses highlight. You go on YouTube and find Moses. You like, damn, I forgot Moses had all that like cat-like quickness to the rock, and you know Moses would put the ball on the floor. Like people just thought, people think because it's an emphasis now that centers didn't put the ball on the floor back then, which is total BS. I, he, Moses put that thing on the floor, Paul, but <laughs> I, I, I hate how he gets left out of these conversations, man. All right, real quick, stat of the week, man, and that's basically about the MLB season. The MLB and the, and the Major League Baseball Players Association have finally agreed on a number, and that number is 60. They will be playing 60 games um, with no fans in the stands. The schedule itself hasn't been released yet. Um, but when they were discussing it uh, a couple months ago, MLB suggested that it would toss out the traditional American and National Leagues in favor of three 10-team divisions based on geography. So I don't know if they're going to still stick with that plan. Um, as for the postseason, it'll still be 10 total teams playing no matter what they end up doing. And there will likely be a universal designated hitter. But, of course, all of this is going to be for this season only. Um, they did make a, a rule about extra inning games. So extra inning games, starting in the 10th inning, the team that's up to bat will automatically get a runner placed on second base to start the inning because um, they're going to try to make these games go a little bit quicker. Now that, I think that's a tryout <laughs> for some permanency. I don't know if that's just for this season. Um, I think they're tired of these extra inning games <laughs> going like 26 innings and and 10 hours and it's like three in the morning and you're just wrapping up an MLB game. So uh, that's what it's going to look like for MLB. Our quote of the week, let's get to that because that's a little bit of a conversation. So let's, let's get to that after we take this next call. We got the homie Naj calling in from down in GA. Naj, what up? Yes, sir. I'm here, man. What's going on, y'all? What's up, man? What's up, we, bro? How you? We, we're tired of the Moses Malone omissions, man. <laughs> oh, oh, facts, facts. And, and Jimmy just raised a great point. It, the way he did it kind of takes away from his acclaim. But the other thing with Moses, and you got to think of all players like this, if you hang around too long and get those extra checks, you get a generation of people who remember you as a role player, filling guy, as opposed to what you were. So some of those years at the end kind of hurt Moses. Shout out well, to Kevin. Man. Shout out to Kevin Garnett and extra shout yep. out to uh, Vince Carter. <laughs> yep. Right. Right. Hang, hang around at the end and have people looking at you because the team was still winning. Tim Duncan doesn't suffer from that. Tim Duncan was a show right. himself his last season, but the Spurs were still competitive. So nobody's ever going to look at it that way because if he's on the team, I was better. I was better than player I was not, better than Tim Duncan in his last year. Yeah, people are going to people are going to view him as the leader. So he gets right. to retire, and people are like, oh, he's the greatest power forward of all time, which you know could be true, but he don't get that no, same. It's not. He don't get that same view as the dudes that we just named. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Definitely a good point. Right, and add one to y'all other list: uh, Jonathan Petrovich, man. Uh, Jonathan Petrovich was a nice fringe All Star. Some some years would be all star type guard, but since he died so horrifically and so quick, man, he's kind of looked at as like people put him on a real high pedestal now. Like when they talk about him, no, you know, no disrespect, he was a baller, but you I, I've heard talk, man, and you like, yo, 
Right, because actually he came up on our Facebook page a couple of weeks ago. I forgot what the actual topic was, and somebody mentioned that they was like, "Man, a lot of y'all." And you know, I was, I, I was, whatever the subject was, I named him as well. But somebody made that point, like, "Yo, a lot of y'all, you know, y'all have made Drazen into something that <laughs> he might not necessarily be." Yo, right? yo, you know, when you yo, I feel, I feel <laughs> so bad for Sarunas, Sarunas Marcelonis and Detlef Shrimp. Because they get eviscerated by the legend by the legend of Drazen. <laughs> no, but I've, true, I've heard true. people say Drazen Petrovic was like a top seven to ten shooting guard of all time. And I even <laughs> me even me thinking Drazen nice, I think that's a little bit ridiculous. Like he didn't even get to prove that he, you know, deserved that kind of accolade, but Right, right. It. He didn't even play long enough to even start putting his name in something like that. Like, that's insane. Hey, yep. hey Nod, oh. quick question for you, Nod. Nod, are you a baseball guy as well? I'm going to be. Yeah, man. I've I gotten into it in the last couple of years, man. So, slowly getting into it. Okay. So, we got a question in our chat I just want to bring to all you guys. It says that, uh, and this is from Casey Mack. He says, how many starting lineups can you name in the MLB? Baseball is not like it used to be. Better yet. Can you name a starting pitcher or best hitter from each MLB team? Each MLB MLB team without looking. Jimmy can't he's say saying MLB, that baseball. So he's saying nah, baseball I, I, has somewhat lost its luster. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm just wondering what you guys feel about that. Like in terms of baseball, because the one thing I've I mean, noticed, like with everything going on with sports, um, on my timeline and, and when I'm perusing Twitter, like most people don't even care about baseball. They want to know what's going on with football and basketball, um, even some hockey, but. You baseball, got a Negro like, timeline. <laughs> I mean, no, but, no, but Negroes don't like hockey. Negroes don't like hockey, but but think about yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, but it has but to Jimmy, be true. Gambling was purposes. That's American the reason basketball. I know baseball rosters. Yeah, you said. I'm sorry, I was talking. You said how? How do you My know? Bad. My bad, Dan. No, you good. Oh, uh, from gambling. No, I'm yeah, asking you. How you know? Oh, that's oh, why I know okay. baseball yeah. rosters, okay. and that's yeah. why those people are interested in hockey, bro. They're trying to gamble. Right. That's it. Right. Ah, exactly. got you, got you. So that's a gambling thing. So, they, I mean, those are people. I do got gambles on my timeline there, so that might yeah. be it. I mean, and the thing is, like, I watch pretty much every Phillies game, but I, I couldn't even name their starting lineup until at least a week into the season. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's just how it is. <laughs> And, yeah, and, and we all pretty much actively so watch baseball. We we flip to it, check what inning it is, check what's going on, then we go do something else and then come back to it later. Like, I can't imagine sitting down and just watching a whole baseball game that ain't the World Series or something, bro. I just I just ain't got that kind <laughs> of interest to it. Like, <laughs> Peter Gammons and them boys going to have a fit. All the historians of baseball, a 60-game sample size, somebody might right. hit 400. Like some terrible team might make the playoffs. Like this, <laughs> the dude, they gonna be hot because everybody right. starts off hot. If you'd have gave us given us sixty games, Phillies would have been in the playoffs last season, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. And uh, oh, and your man, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sixty games. No, go ahead, my bad, Dan. It's, no, I'm just saying you, you're right. It's not a mic. Somebody gonna go out there and hit four hundred because people pretty much. You know, some of the superstars always start off on fire. And then that long season takes its toll, and then you start to, you know, you start to fall down. Started, a started, with, a, started with a spark, now you just drop it. <laughs> yeah. All right, it's only so long fake stuff can pretend. Like, that's just how it goes. But th- this is going to flip that. 
And, and then getting to y'all other question, because I think that's a real good-ass question, the football-basketball thing. Mm. There's a reason the NFL has seven rounds in the draft, and the NBA only has two, with the majority of people in the second round are not going to make a roster. Like, we already know that. It's way harder, man. It's, it's a specific skill, and you need the genetic freak stuff, whereas with football, you can get away with the genetic freak stuff and become a project pretty much and sometimes become yeah, a first-rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah, go around the yeah. world you're, you're, and you're, add that, football that's a, players. That's a, great, that's a great point, now. That's a great Shout point because Dave, I know Dave that – that ain't that ain't that ain't ish that made it to the NFL, man. Guys that can't even get into the second round are nice beyond belief in terms of the skill set professionally in basketball. That's a that's a great point. Robert Curry, yeah, man, and if you if you ever play with a fringe guy, like we had this dude uh, okay. Doug Lee used to come to the gym sometimes. Man, just flaming everybody, shooting from the volleyball line. You couldn't get close to him. And then if yeah. Jim Les came in there, it was really a rap. And yes, I'm saying that white dude from Bradley that played with Hersey Hawkins, Jim Les. Nice. <laughs> All of us played yeah. D1 or D2, could none of us guard him, period. He did whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. Can y'all imagine this? Can y'all imagine this? Like Dad, Jim Fredette came up in 24 hour fitness? <laughs> he probably might <laughs> <Yo, get laughs> Burn the building down. He burned the building. Hey, AB. Devin, I played. Devin, I played with I Renewable. I Renewable a couple of times, and Dev want to beat I Renewable up to this day. No, so he's got to be real life and in, and in NBA. But listen, B, you remember those times at at, at HU when when Lawrence Moten used to come by and run with us? Ooh. Yo, yo, he was struggling to get a spot in the yo. league. Lawrence Moulton couldn't get a roster <laughs> spot because he couldn't slide his feet. His feet That's were in cement on defense, and he would come up in the gym and give out 70 a game. <laughs> Damn, Moulton, like baby. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's definitely Man. level. Y'all saying that name just brought back all the ads we used to see. Super Tuesday, da 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 da. Lawrence Bolton versus yeah. like college basketball yeah. was stacked before they the one and done rule and people had to stay. Like the talent was ridiculous, man. It was like a low level European league, damn near as far as the talent. And that don't exist now, but that that go to y'all uh, draft point too. Like you can't just tank and think it's gonna fix itself. The biggest part about rebuilding in the NBA is identifying what you have in that first year and either getting off of a player or figuring out what team likes them and kind of juking them on the trade or not renewing their option when it's time. But you got to figure out what you got early on. Cause if you don't, that's how you end up renewing an option on a guy who's just a guy or just wasted draft picks. So yeah, I'm, I'm with Deb that like the, like when you go back and do the redrafts, it ain't really fair. Because Michael Beasley's draft profile says he's going to be an all-time great. But there were always concerns about him being a tweener, him be, not being able to do certain things. And, you know, everybody talked about his partying, but his skill was the bigger problem than his partying. He's an undersized guy who didn't really have a position, not big enough to really bully and not quick enough to really stay on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. And that Kevin Love, oh, that fraud Kevin Love, y'all brought that up. Look, he was a looter in a riot. He was on a terrible team. Somebody had to get the points. He was just one of the people that got the points. Hell, Chris Child dropped oh, a mix like that one that. year. Playing in Jersey. Don't do that. Man, man look. Don't look, do that. Look, we see every year. We see every year. 
some players add up a bunch of counting stats that is not as good as what his profile says, and then when you put him in another situation, do you see the limitations. Yes, man. Don't do man, that. Look, man. Fat boy can't get his shot off in the paint against Liz. Fat boy can't create for others. So that's why he ended up in the corner and playing at the high post as a damn great value. Uh, what's the thing that y'all named earlier? What'd you say? LeBron don't He's allow nobody to create. <laughs> man, come on, man. No, All I'm saying turn is, Chris if you suppose, if, if he LeBron, wanted, even Kyrie wanted to win, one of the best creators in the LeBron, league. No, Nas, Nas, LeBron turned Chris Bosh into a female porn star on the Miami Heat. Like, he can ruin anybody's <laughs> career. LeBron, everybody LeBron else away, got man. Chris Bosh two rings. Like, and Chris Bosh shot like 40... Chris Bosh shot like 40-plus percent from three. He expanded his he, game, and he became what the that, blue guy is. Not, not. I mean, He's saying that, but if Bosh don't come back from injury, the Heat don't win that first title. No, no, no. no, no, no. Oh, hold, on, hold on. If LeBron leaves and Wade leaves and Bosh takes over as the number one guy, there's still a playoff team, and Bosh is still a fringe all-star. Like, he was never beyond that. Even in Toronto at 20 and 8 on the bad team, like, he wasn't 23 and 12. He was twenty three and twelve. Yeah, but but that's cute. Le- LeBron, that's cute. LeBron made Bosch relevant. No one cared that he was twenty three and twelve in Toronto. He could have stayed his whole career there and just did twenty three and twelve, and nobody would have cared. He, he yo, was Blake Griffin yo, in Detroit. Yo, if you over thirty five, you can't use the term relevant, man. That's a young boy word, man. <laughs> okay. You can't what? Can't use relevant. Can't use the term relevant. I got you. He would have been what Blake Griffin is now. Like, Blake Griffin still puts right. up numbers, but don't nobody care. No, Blake, right. Blake Griffin allows people to smack him in the face. Well, Chris Bosh allows people to smack him in the face. See what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. No but, comment. But I ain't even going to comment on that. There, there's a history of the league of dudes on bad teams putting up stats and then going to a better team and now being forced to a smaller role just because their game is not as, you know, it's not as vast as you thought it was when they got there. So, you know, this ain't no knock on Bosch or Love or anybody, man. It's just who they are. are. Is he 25 and 12 or is he more 12 and 7? I'm saying he's more the 12 and 7 guy. Who, you talking about? uh, You talking about I I don't know. I think think we could have – we would have more to go by if they both both of the dudes we talk about didn't go play with LeBron. I think that's the the common denominator here. Okay, he wasn't with LeBron Man. last year. He's on a bad team. They lost a lot of games, and he didn't put up twenty five and twelve no more. Oh, well, his twenty five and twelve oh. was going either way. Yeah. <laughs> they them oh. Jones going either way, whether he the star or not. Yeah, he definitely not. He came he way. came in with Russ, right? Didn't he come in with Russ? Same team. Oh, I mean, come on, man. oh, come on, Nods. Russ is a Russ is an African alien. When it, he's <laughs> from that lineage, he's from that lineage of guys that just arrived on the continent, and they froze him and they unfroze him. It's different, man. You can't compare them to two dudes. Man. All I'm saying is Dino Raja put up 15 and 10 one year. That's all I'm saying, man. On bad teams, people can accumulate stats that don't make them great, man. And you start to see I'm rounding up. He gave y'all 18 and 10 last year. Not terrible. Yo, he <laughs> said my man Kevin Love. He said my man Kevin Love is Dino Rogers, man. 
God. Yo, <laughs> yo, that comparison is a lot closer than Moses. I'll tell you that. He more Roger. I'm definitely taking Dino Roger before Kevin Love, though. I'm taking Dino Roger before Kevin Love. Oh my God, yo, yo. Yo, yo, <laughs> yo, Jim, yo, Jimmy on his black power thing, hating on Kevin Love. So he already he's gonna shoot <laughs> All right, what's the worst? What's the worst team in the league right now? What's the worst team in the league right now? Dino want no bum though. I'm just gonna say that Dino want no bum. Thank you, Dino. Dino Dino is in the Hall of Fame. Is Kevin Love going to the Hall of Fame? No, he is now. He got a chip. I mean, oh, Dino and yeah, that's that. all I'm saying. No, man, no, I, 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 he goes, easy to get in the Hall He goes show up to everybody else's ceremony, but he ain't getting in. He's I'm just saying dude. Dino was in the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying, man. Y'all going to stop playing with Dino Roger, man. Kevin Love, Kevin Love, Love 18 and 11 with a chip. That's hard work that he's in. Yo. Yeah, but, but, yo, but hold on, though. Y'all want to answer yo, the question. Who's yo, the, wor- who's the that, worst team in the league right now? What's the worst team? What's the worst team in the league? Phoenix. Phoenix. Well, Devin Booker team. Whatever team Knicks. Devin Booker on. It's between the Knicks and Brian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I okay, think Knicks. So do, do, do we believe Julius Randle is an 18-10 guy because he played on that Knicks team last year and got to put up stats? Do we believe Devin Booker is a 28-7-7 guy like he's getting in Phoenix? Nah, nah. You see what I'm saying? I've got to win any games, no. I'm able to do it. But and I might be that that's, 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 right. you might be that guy, but it's not going to lead to win. So, yeah, I, I right. Can, uh, he also, he also sound like he had a human trafficking auction, yo. What's going on over there, B? <laughs> um, yo, um, but all jokes aside, I, I would take in his prime. In his prime, I take Kevin Willis over Kevin Love. Damn. Damn. Ah, yo, Damn. yo, Damn. he ain't even got no arms. Kevin Willis ain't even got no arms. Come on, man. It is prom. It's, it's all ball, muscle, yo, like no lift. His wingspan, his wingspan was touching. He had a negative head. wingspan, no but it is prom. In the prom, he could ball. Yo, yo, yo I was about to say he made around forty years. I yo. never understood yo. why his nickname wasn't T Rex, but I just looked him up, and one of his nicknames is T Rex. Kevin, Kevin Willis could. Yo, Kevin Willis could not scratch his balls without bending at the waist. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> but yo, Jimmy threw that out there. But hold on, you draft Kevin Willis and he plays for your team for twenty years, gives you defense, solid power forward ish, can shift the center. So yo, look at and y'all. you know what he is. Look at y'all. Did Look I get something y'all. better Look than that? I'm just saying. Y'all disrespecting that white man. Black Lives Matter basketball conversation. I don't know, bro. I don't know. He stayed around too long, but you acting like in his prime, he wasn't nice. Kevin Love is out. Yo, let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all a question. Totally unrelated, but it's really been on my mind because you know I'm I'm an advocate for Sam Cassell. Is Sam Cassell better than Joe Dumar? No, but it's close. It's closer than people think. Sam Cassell is damn good, man. I would say no, but it's closer yeah. than people think. Yo, I got yeah, I, I won't have to. The I reason, the reason, offensively, I, I'm going with Sam. The reason Sam, the reason Sam can't get no love and can't get no All Star looks and none of that. You can't market that, man. You can't advertise that. <laughs> you really don't even want to put it on TV. But he, I mean, Joe Dumas had a pretty, had a pretty mad about that. pause. 
He had a pretty, a pretty smile, no homo. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 he. But Sam, I think if Sam didn't look the way that he looked, Sam would have Sam would have went somewhere in terms of the All Star. Do you think in the, uh, in the Hall of Fame? You look vote. more like ET or Gollum. Am <laughs> <laughs> I supposed to get mad about that? Am I supposed to get mad about that? Sam, you are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Sam is awesome. You got Come on, man. You, you got to respect the G of somebody not being bothered, though. Like, that man know what he yeah. looked like. He always know what he looked like. But he's still been getting it in and pulling them since day one. Hey. And Sam, like, well, like, Jamal Crawford before Jamal Crawford. Instant offense. He used to come in for Houston and wreck. Yeah. All right, so. And play and play with the other white homie, uh, Bobby Sura from the hood. Shout out to the homie Bobby Sura. No, Bob, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby Sura. Bobby Bobby, I'm a Bobby Sura, yo. He's the cookie college, yo. Can I tell y'all Kevin Willis's nickname, though, man? Apparently they called him Devo. Of course. Listen, they called him Devo. They called him Fresh. They called him T-Rex. They called him Big Smoothie. And they called him Motown. Big Smoothie. Yo, Big Smoothie oh. is gay. Big Not Smoothie Big is smooth. gay. Ain't no man calling me Average Big Smoothie. Mango. Man, y'all sick, man. <clears throat> but, yeah, I've been, I've been waiting for years for this Kevin Love slander. Salute to y'all for allowing me to get it out. I've y'all never respected me. that one. Oh, and his trash accumulation of stats. I'm glad Yo. somebody finally agrees with me and Jimmy. Y'all uh, so sit it is here it is, and man. tell me that Dino Roger is better than Kevin Love, man. Come on, man. Stop playing, man. <laughs> Dino, Roger, Dino Roger's a Hall of Famer, man. Stop that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Hall of Famer. Why? Because of the, what you call it, the International Drew League. <laughs> <laughs> Dino, Kevin Love. <laughs> Kevin Love, this is for you. Oh, man. 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 Oh, Yo, that ain't cool. KG off the hook, man, for no reason. Boy, he never did nothing else. He probably still mad at how Eric Gordon did Michael Jordan's sons in high school. Yo, by the way, by the way, be awesome. Um, Kevin Love has nicknames, too. His nicknames are the Disaster Master of Plaster, the Beaver Boy, Little Kev, Menace, Knuckle Push Up, K Love, and Dropping Dime. So, so um, I mean, yo, they be making, they be making this stuff up. We we so, have enough listeners. nickname is Knuckle Push Up. So, hey Jim, so at least you don't have to apologize to most on that level. It didn't stick, so it wasn't like it was millions of people running around calling him white mode. Yeah, that <laughs> was that really that crazy. I'm, 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 I'm ashamed of myself for that, y'all. You would have had to go yo, to the Yeah, you should, you should, you should be. Flowers. Yo, no, I jumped out the window because, you know, I jumped out the window. I was trying to be early, but then, like, you know, I realized I fought my ways. 
Yeah, yeah, you was trying to be right. You was wearing tight. You was wearing tight jeans. The ball yeah, I know. I know that they hate. They hate. Like, they hate. I, no, I'm just saying. Like it, it wasn't that much of a jump out the window. Like you said, he just went they somewhere else where they actually were going to win. And, I totally you know, get what Nod is saying that. about like the empty numbers. Like there's a lot of empty numbers in the league, yo. When your team yeah, I mean, is winning 20 games and you put up, no. I see, I see, I see. Mitch Richmond and Glenn Rice put up empty numbers like damn near their whole career till they got out of there. Yeah. Even when we were calling don't the right do Moses, I, mean, I don't think any of us were fooled into thinking like Kevin Love was going to lead Minnesota to deep in the playoffs or anything like that. We were just yeah, but here's the difference. Though. Here's why it's disrespectful. Moses Malone, I think Moses Malone put if I put Moses Malone on any team, they could be the worst team in the league. They're going to the playoffs with Moses Malone. Like that's his the not the team case in the league winning the chip. Well, one of them. Yeah, I'm, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, they wouldn't have won the chip. When you're a great player in the NBA, if you're one of the best players in the league, I put you on the team. Like the best players make the playoffs. Doesn't matter who's on the I team, agree. you're going to make the playoffs. Right. Almost factuals. Almost. Yeah, I can like y'all can like K Love wasn't big three on the chip team though. Oh, John. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Willis, man. Kevin Willis. Yo, bald nick, bald nickname was Big Smoothie, yo. I'm not talking about. Big. Yo, knuckle push-ups. Yeah. All right, so I, let me let me ask foot, you this: question. How you only seven foot and your nickname is Lil' Kev? I know. Not big as his pop. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, let me no, ask you no. this real quick. This has been this has been a topic. In, in sports talk on, on social media all week, and Nod gave his opinion on it as well. Um, our quote of the week comes from Spencer Dumbliddy, as Jimmy calls him. Um, he, it's a simple quote. He said, football ain't harder than basketball. And this comes from, um, you know, sports hasn't had that 24 news cycle just pumping out news, so a lot of sports outlets are just bored and they're finding new lists to make. So they came out with a list. I think it was like 50 sports on the list and they were trying to rank them from um, hardest to easiest to play. And I believe on one of the lists, probably from one of the bigger conglomerates, they said that football was harder than basketball. It was higher on the list than basketball. So Spencer Dumbliddy, who's always angry about something, came out and, and, and said football ain't harder than basketball. Um, we got Naja's take on it a little earlier. What do you guys think as a sport, especially B and somebody who played both of them at a pretty high level? You, you were a college football player for a minute. Which one do you think? Very short minute. It's harder to play. Bas- basketball. Basketball. But, but clear. It, it, because it, it's the touch and the skill level that I perceive you to require to play a high level of basketball, it, it, it's, it's different. It's different. Like, some, like I think it was, uh, it might have been Naja Tobias said, you'd be a monster. You'll be a monster athlete. We'll give you the skill later. Just be a monster athlete. Yeah, that's Naja. But, but we but, haven't seen um, that in basketball yeah, first off, in the past decade or so? <laughs> we well, haven't well, seen that same thing? Well, first I'm off, not um, be Austin, I just want to say be safe. You sound like you at a plantation. But um, the second thing I want to say is this. He also sound like he in the white van uh, right now. 
I think that it's the answer is, and it sounds like a cop out, but it depends. It depends on to me a lot of things. What position you're playing? Like it's just, that's you, what I was thinking. I think football comes with a lot more. Quarterbacks, time. quarterbacks are in a different different space. But I do understand Naja's point. Like if you play um, a couple positions in football on the line, like you know, yo, you got to kill the other side, um, and that's what you do. You just you be big and you kill the other side. So right. it does take a certain level of skill. To uh to to play in the NBA. Um, now granted, there's there's a smaller number of spots for the NBA. That's another reason why there's only two rounds of drafting. But I get his point, like because NFL teams are willing to take projects on, um, more so than basketball. You have to be highly skilled. You have to have a particular set of skills to play in the NBA. Um, shout to Jadavian Clowney because you can just be an athlete and just like you know they'll <laughs> they'll take a flyer on you, throw you out there. But the do. same at the, at the um, same but time, quarterback, it's a little different. We, you don't have like I mean we've all played it. I'm not saying it's not in existence, but pickup football is not really in the same stratosphere as pickup basketball. Football is not really a pickup type game. We've we've all no. done it in the hood, but you know what I mean. It's, it's not the same thing. Yes, basketball <laughs> by nature, like. If you're not playing on one of these levels, you're playing pickup basketball somewhere. A lot of people that play yeah. football, you're not really playing football anywhere else because, you know, you know how that whole contract situation go. But if there was a such thing that was as popular as just walking in the 24-hour fitness and calling next on the back basketball court, those same dudes that we're looking at as projects would probably do the same thing in a pickup football game. They probably go dominate that. Just like we were saying, like, fringe NBA dudes will come into the gym where we're playing and, and, and kill things. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think it's possible, it's but it's, it's also possible I can pick up some dudes from the weight room and tell them to block, and they'll do just as good a job as, as you know what I'm saying? Like, no, as, as no, no, body. Jimmy. Blocking, blocking takes technique. You can't just. I think that's more. I'm just saying. I'm just I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't say great because here's the thing. First off, I think. I think I a lot actually, of the offensive linemen in the league suck balls anyway. I think it would actually take less skill to rush the passer, even though it's one of the highest paid positions. In well, that, well, that, well, that too. That too. Just, but, like you said, I'm just, just saying, go I get think, the other I think, side. I think most offensive linemen aren't even that good in the NFL, but that's why to me it all depends on what you're talking about. Now, quarterback. Who has to know where everybody is on the on the field at the same time? Like that's a whole different, you know, level of understanding. Like I, you know, I that's why they always say that. Like playing running back, playing running back is probably the, like they always say it's the easiest thing for a rookie to do. Um, I think the whole lineman thing. I think linemen get a bad rap because it'll they be like seventy game. snaps in the game. If you mess up five times, you had a terrible game. But you, you know, absolutely. But, but, 65 times, you did what you were supposed to do, but we ain't looking at you for that. So you, if you mess up five times, the running back gets stopped in the backfield because of you, the quarterback gets sacked three times, you're a bump. You garbage. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you garbage. You but, I, you know, I, I think it's kind of unfair for them. You'll have somebody like, no. you know, when Strahan and Runyon used to go at it. Runyon used to pretty much hold dude in check. Strahan get, you know, late in the game, he'd bust off two sacks is all. And then – Oh, Runyon had a bad game. Straight hand owning. It's 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 just crazy how some some people well, get judged. I mean, I understand what you're saying. Bounces. I mean, I'm I'm right I mean, there in that car. If if I'm rooting for a team and the lineman gave up four sacks, like yo, you trash. 
But I'm just trying. Listen, I'm just man, if an NBA player, if an NBA player scores sixty in the first three quarters, and he misses like you know everything in the fourth quarter, B Austin gonna say it's a complete bum anyway. <laughs> As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, he's gonna make a whole video and say he doesn't have the clutch gene. Oh no! That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you know, so six one half Le- doesn't LeBron, really LeBron, LeBron got you. LeBron got y'all thinking that it's all good to be great for forty seven minutes. And pass the rock and miss. Oh, I didn't even bring LeBron up. I'm just talking about the. I know. I I did. I did. All right. All right, man. Anyway, man. Let's, um, I, I, let's, let's, basketball. Yeah, I, I I still don't know. I'm I'm kind of copping. I like I said, I, it's a lot of context to go into. I don't want to like I don't want to cop out either. But I don't know. I, basketball. I can tell you one thing. You are tasked to play both sides of the ball, not saying that a lot of these dudes even do that great, but at least that's, that's one thing that you're tasked to do. You know, you can't just concentrate on one side of the ball, one position. You basically play two positions. And, and, that, at right least there, two positions and that right there is why it's basketball. And that right there yeah. is why it's basketball. Mm-hmm. There's no position in basketball. I can say, yo, you just run straight and get to the other guy. Like, you can make $100 million just literally running straight to get to the other side of the, like, as a defensive lineman or a defensive end. Like, your whole objective, yo, just run forward. Huh? I've seen some centers do that. Run straight down. Yo, they said, yo, your man Bruce Smith, yo, Bruce Smith, you should just run straight. And the thing is, Bruce Smith was so, like, like, God-givenly, like, they talk about his strength. They said Bruce Smith was so strong, he would just run straight and, like, pick people up and move them out the way, like, because he just had some, like, Superhuman strength. Reggie White used to pick but up three hundred pound linemen like babies. With one yo, arm. Reggie White used to pick up cats with one arm, like like right. this. Yo, just go to YouTube and look up Reggie White highlights. He would take one arm and move a four hundred pound man out the way with just one arm. Like I'm afraid just quit. It's pure strength. You can't just do that. Yo, yo the strongest man the greatest, in the NBA is probably greatest D lineman ever. Yo, strongest man in the NBA is probably trash. <laughs> True. Like you could be you could be completely like you know you could be Dwight Howard, but yo, if you ain't got no skill, it don't matter. You just Dwight Howard. Yeah. Anyway, um, we asked this question on the site earlier. I was trying to find. Uh, shout out to the homie Robert Moreland. He had a really good answer um, for the question. But Jim, you can you can start telling everybody what happened this week while they were on the grind, and I, I'll find All it. Right, I'll no doubt. What happened this week while you were on the Grizz Nye is brought to you by Sports the Book. The bottom line is the greatest sports book ever written. You can find that at sportsthebook.com or go to our hub of warroomsports.com, but do not miss the movement. A couple of stories to talk about that happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nye. The Washington professional football team removes founder George Preston Marshall from team's ring of honor and removes his memorial from in front of RFK Stadium. Um, but they are still not changing their name. So, another panda move. Um, because because we've all talked about and complained about George Preston Marshall from as long as I can remember. You know, talking about anything other than somebody running a ball in sports. 
Like his name has come up. What he was has come up. Now, they've chronicled him in movies. I don't know how many people out there have seen The Express, um, the joint about uh, Ernie Davis, um, yeah, the running back who came to – actually, the first African-American Heisman Trophy winner came to Syracuse after Jim Brown, actually got drafted by the Browns as well. The reason he got drafted by the Browns is because Washington had the number one pick in that draft, and their owner refused to draft a, a Negro football player. So he traded. Yeah, he said that he would never draft one. The Cleveland Browns. He said the day he drafted a black player is the day of the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. They were about to have Ernie huh? Davis. They were about to have Ernie Davis and, and Jim Brown in the same backfield if he didn't, you know, leukemia. Oh, uh, my God. They were Yo, about to hit the, he said, he about to hit the NFL in the head. The All because said that dude, still the Harlem Globetrotters became majority uh, white, he wouldn't make a majority black football team. That's just what, you know. And this is the same guy who named his team after uh, after what many think is an insensitive racial slur about Native Americans. And, you know, owners ever since have been doubling down on that. Dan Snyder, the current owner, has been triple, quadruple. <laughs> He's been doubling down so many times that we've chronicled it here. Like he's gone out of his way to push to, to change the narrative and use polling when he's polling like a hundred people, 60 of which he paid off um, native Americans to say, I'm not you know, offended by it. Like, even if this was a, even if these were legitimate polls, which most of them weren't like, what are you going to get from a hundred people? Okay, you but found. My thing is, you found in, in later decades, always, you found some Native Americans that ain't woke and they don't care. They just want to, like, okay. <laughs> what does it mean? So, my thing is this, right? My thing is, why are you fighting on that law? Like, what do you gain from keeping that name? Like, why are you want that? Why do you want that name so bad? I understand you think it has value to it, and it probably does have value to it. But could you imagine like the rebranding you could do with a new name, like? The merch you can sell, because um, you know right. y'all have like a bunch of sickle fans out there anyway. You you right. miss now, and like listen, you can you can you, you, can, can, you, can, you can still hold all, the, all the old stuff. You ain't got to completely remove the Redskins from like you know like the stone stuff in the league. <laughs> yeah, man. So he's a fool, and man. Like, who's saying, and it's a bunch of black people too. Ooh, change the team name. It's because they're used to something. They're not gonna stop rooting for the team. Like, too many people have pride in their area. Like, they're not going to stop rooting for the dead. Yeah. It's so. a bunch of black folks that wish slavery was still here, too, though, but that's either here nor there. <laughs> right. Even his you're granddaughter, saying. George yeah. Preston Michael's yeah. granddaughter. And his Owen. She's, 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 she said she grew up going to Washington games when her grandfather owned the team and had no idea that he was a racist who fought for integration no. in the NFL and personally decided to give the Washington team, a name that dictionaries define as a racial slur. When they asked her, um, is she disappointed to see yeah, the memorial grandfather? I don't know what's going on in the background. Somebody need to be muted. Yo, Somebody's sitting in a tree doing the show. <laughs> yo, he's sitting in a tree. But yo, they asked her if she was in the least bit disappointed to see the memorial to her grandfather taken down outside RFK Stadium. She said, no, not at all. Not one damn bit. 
I was glad to see it come down. It's past time to see it go. So um, she also said the team's current owner, owner, Dan Snyder, should change the name that her grandfather gave the franchise back in 1933. So this is somebody who's probably living off this man's riches. <laughs> She's still like, nah, it's cool. Take it down. You know, I didn't know that's what he was. And you're not always going to have people like that. I mean, that's family. Some people are going to ride for family, whether they agree with him or not. But she like, nah, it's, it's cool. He didn't stand for the right things. So shout out to her. <laughs> if she means it. I mean, she might just be in pander mode right now because the death threat's probably real. <laughs> because oh, she's really serious. <laughs> she's probably tired of the death threat. So yeah, what else, what else happened? Oh, and I did find that... Um, that little quote by Robert Moore. He was like, having played both, he had to let you know that. In high school, football is much more difficult physically. However, because there's a lower division of labor in basketball, it's more mentally taxing. So that was his answer. I okay. thought it was a pretty good answer. I still didn't even, I still pretty good answer that I agree with something 100%, but I, I, I find that to be a really good point. You know, having spent Best some time. Best Sweden in this whole debate, man. You trying to just not take a side, man. Come on, man. You got to take a side. Nah, yeah, 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 like, you got to treat you like corporations in 2020, you, man. Like, whoever you, Black Lives Matter or no. I'm not going to feel disrespected. I mean, I've seen football training camps and practices and stuff. Like, that don't look easy, man. <laughs> like, it just don't look easy. So, I, so def- definitely the physical toll that that takes on you probably can't be compared. But I don't know. Maybe I don't know, man. Well, man, you gotta choose a side, man. It's twenty twenty. You can't be like you know. <laughs> no, you can't. You gotta definitely choose a side. What's wrong with you, Joe? man? You know it's twenty twenty. Man, anyway, oh, no, man, I'm listen. Kidding. Um, the movie Rad will finally be released on four K, Blu Ray, DVD, and digital platforms. I know that's for Dev because Dev like loves the movie Rad. What y'all know about that? Yo, I am a was. Man, I'm a part of the cult following. Because, yo, the movie yeah. in 86, when it actually came out, it took $3 million to make, and they only made like $2 million <laughs> in the box office. Damn. But when the VHS hit, and then BMX biking and all that kind of stuff started to get a little more popular, like it became one of those cult classics. And me and Walt, we used to watch that joint like at least twice a week on VHS tape back in the day. He's the one who called me the other night and told me, like, yo, it's finally it's finally coming out. I've been looking for this. You know what's going like to happen? DVD or anything after DVD for, like, the last 20 years, Jim. Literally around 99, yo. 2000, I started yo, looking off, for it on DVD. And I realized that they never made it on DVD. So I bought two copies from eBay because some boy was using the VHS to burn DVDs. So I put a couple copies, so, and that's all I've first had off, for the last 20 years. First off, <clears> what <throat> is a DVD? That's the first thing. Second thing, <laughs> like, when you watch it now, you're going to realize how trash it was. Nah, I've watched it you in the last like, year. I've watched it in the last year. So you know like, how trash you know, it is. It's a trash production, no doubt. But that's what I'm yeah, saying. People thought know, it was – that's the difference. It was trash when it came out. But then, you know, you, you appeal <laughs> to something. It was old trash. Yeah, you you appeal to a certain you know demographic, yo, and you, you become a cult classic. Yo, shout to Dan for getting his nostalgic trash. He wants some nostalgic trash. Yeah, so, uh-huh. so now 
because actually it's the um I think the producer, one of the executive producers or or the director, I think the producer, the first one, um, Schwartzman, who was married to Talia Shire at the time. She was in the movie. She was the main character's mom. Um, her son is the one that's doing all of this, getting it remastered for 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and other digital platforms. So he just felt like, you know, with such a, like on the internet, like people have been like dying for this. I think the dudes, one of them was actually on the trailer. He was in the comment section of one of the trailers talking about how in like 2000, (laughs) he used to burn the joint from a VHS and selling them on eBay for like $40 a piece and how much he came up. And I even, I, I told the boy, like, yeah, you, I probably bought a couple off you. But, um, yeah, I know y'all don't mess with it like that, but that's the, that's the joint. Soundtrack is all that, too. I got a couple of the songs oh, from the soundtrack on my workout playlist. Yo, the soundtrack, the red. What is that even, like, yo? Soundtrack, the red. I, yo, all first off, but it'll be one of these things. things that I don't even know and I was singing this song as it was playing somewhere. Y'all would be looking at me like, yo, what are you singing? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, that's yeah. hilarious, though, because, like, I realized, like, um, early this year, like, around January, somebody told me I had this documentary you wanted me to see. And Bull gave it to me in a DVD player. And that's when I realized, like, yo, I have nowhere to watch this. Like, what do you mean a DVD? Like, what is that? <laughs> so it's interesting that they even going to spend the money to put it on DVD. But I see it also says digital platforms because no, no, but it is no. in I, I actually added that. Like, what, it, what the advertisements say is 4K. Because, you know, that's the new thing. I, I've never even bought a 4K player. I stopped at Blu-ray. Um, but they said 4K and other digital platforms. So I'm assume usually when you buy a 4K movie, it comes with a Blu-ray and a DVD in it. Or maybe just a Blu-ray. When you buy a Blu-ray, it comes with the Blu-ray copy and a DVD. It always goes down one. I only know this because I still, I got to keep my, my Star Wars collection going. Like, even though it's all over digital now. I'm about to say, once you start the collection, you, Disney Plus. you pay for yeah. Disney Plus and that's all that matters. Who cares about the physical? Yo, um, moving on, yo. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, a.k.a. Just Give It Here, he opened up about recent alcohol and porn addiction. So he's saying he's trying to get himself together, but he had an alcohol and porn addiction. I mean... Um, you guys got any thoughts on this? Who's shot by you? By him, like admitting to this, um, you know, because he he was he was talking to somebody in an interview, and he's basically saying we're humans, we sin. He said it's not always easy. Um, people don't realize that us athletes we're human. We sin like everybody else. I'm no different. We make mistakes. We get addicted to things. But for him to admit a porn addiction, with the fact that he has like two rape accusations, you know, uh, basically hovering over his head, or at least in the black community he does, because he's been forgiven by everybody else. Like Mike Vick still gets called names for fighting dogs. Um, Ben Roethlisberger actually was accused of taking it from women, and he kind of got defended through all of that. So it's like (laughs) everything finds a way to fall down racial lines. It kind of seems like black NFL fans. Ring that bell, doggy. Yeah, black black NFL fans use that, but but it's it, it's and it's not personal. I don't think against Ben Roethlisberger, but it's like it's because we have to, because y'all are still complaining about this, but we always got to say, well, what about that? Like y'all just let that go. 
So, you know, even, you know, Kobe finally got his, his image, reputation back. But for a long time, you know, white people wouldn't let that go. So we got to be like, okay, why they all don't treat this dude like that? So even if it wasn't personal, Ben Roethlisberger has always been the guy that we went at. So for him to admit now that he has a porn addiction, even though porn and sexual assault rape is not the same thing, it still makes you think that, okay, it's possible for him to be a sexual deviant because he's sitting here telling us that he's addicted somehow to sex, whether through watching it, having it, or whatever. So that's the first thing I thought about when when I saw it. I thought about, like, not shocked at all. Like, (laughs) yo, just not shocked. His his, his whole persona and brand, like, that's not shocking. You know, it is what it is. Um, Here's another interesting story. Your man, Brian. Salute to Brian and Matt. They raised $100 million from investors to yes, make sir. Spring Hill Media conglomerate. They're taking all their previous, um, you know, little entities and combining them into Spring Hill Inc., which is uh, 64% people of color and over 40% women um, are the people they gave an equity to. Or they have a powerful board. So Brian is making major business moves uh, while everybody else is uh, trying to figure out whether they're going back to um, play ball. <laughs> So they were about him by Brian. It's powerful. Yeah, so they said, you know, basically it'll be a conglomerate because the sports media company uninterrupted, the brand agency, the robot company, that's all going to be a part of the new Spring Hill brand. Um, Serena Williams now sits on the board. Um, Apollo Global Management co-founder Mark Rowan now sits on the board. Power. And, and Live Nation CEO Michael Rapinoe also a part of the board. They said a lot of the $100 million donation or investment, I'm sorry, came from uh, Sisters Executive Chairman Liz Murdoch, who is a member of the Murdoch Media Empire. Um, That's uh, uh, Rupert Murdoch. Is it his wife or ex-wife? No, it's his daughter. Oh, it's his daughter. Yeah, it's his daughter. It's his daughter. So she's the younger younger Murdoch, but Okay. Her, part of the, the funny thing out. about that is, like, like, a funny thing about that is, like, if anyone looks up like uh, her story, her story to me is interesting because you know we always talk about like you know how power um, works in a uh, in our country. Like, she's on her like third marriage, right? Um, she's married to some artist dude. Um, but her first marriage, she was married to like someone from like the Rothschilds. I'm like, of course you were. And then like uh, her second marriage. She was married to uh, the great grandson of Sigmund Freud. I'm like, yo, size of that. Like, the great grandson <laughs> of Sigmund Freud is someone from the, in a Rothschild, and she cut them both off to marry some like random uh, European artist. But anyway, that has nothing to do with this story. I just found it interesting, so I think I'll share it with our audience. <laughs> but oh, yeah. salute to Bron, though, because this is a power move. Because when you think about the number of like shows and, and, and projects he has, like you think about the shop. Uh, you I like a lot of them. The, the show I love. Or, Except for the one you don't like. I don't like that either. Which one? The, the uh, Madam C.J. Walker joke. Oh, Madam C.J. Walker. That was trash, but, I mean, that's Bron, too. Um, the joint he got with the uh, the game show, The Wall. Then he right. has, like, uh, what's the one Survivor's we like? The joint on. Sorry. Shoot. Survivor's Remorse is easily one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> it's in the top Yeah, 20. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> So that's Brian too. 
Like, you know what I'm nice. saying? Then he got a couple documentaries. He got the several documentaries, but so they they so, put, they've been putting their work in. The, but listen to this, Jim. This is the biggest part of this whole thing, because they were saying alongside those new additions that we named, longtime business partners Paul Watcher and Tom Werner also remain a part of the Spring Hill board. So with the addition of Murdoch and the global reach of their massive media empire, they're saying it likely won't be long before folks in other countries start seeing Spring Hill Entertainment on their screens. That's big. Wow. He's about to be global. Yeah, man. <laughs> Brown about global. to get his own streaming service. Like, if he keep building up this content catalog. Uh-huh. So, salute to Brown, man. That's dope. That's dope, man. More than an athlete. Yeah, hashtag more than an athlete. Yo, Brown about to be a billionaire while he's still in the league. Ain't going to be in the league with his son. Um, <laughs> anyway, man. Those are the stories that happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Naive. Before we get out of here, Dan, I have to tell everybody what happened on this week in sports. Yes, sir. And before we do that, just got to let you guys know, everybody, especially uh, Neil and, and Skyview, who hold down the By the Hood <laughs> chat room, um, definitely got to let you guys know that the By the Hood chat room is brought to you by By the Hood and By the Hood University. If you guys have always wanted to learn about the stock market and how to make money for you and your family, but you haven't been able to, it's not your fault. This is information not taught in school, but important if you want to create wealth and leave a legacy. So look, War Room Sports has partnered with Bodyhood University to get you guys started on your journey of learning to invest. So go to our website, warroomsports.com. It might not be up tonight, but it should be by sometime tomorrow. Go to warroomsports.com, click on the Buy the Hood link or the Buy the Hood banner that you will find on the website, and get started. Use the promo code WRS, all caps. You'll receive 15% off of everything that uh, Buy the Hood has on their site. So make sure you guys check that out. It's, it's, it's the greatest time. It's, look, man, if you're not worried about investing and getting – uh, your piece of the pie and getting your family straight for the future now with what's going on now, I, I don't really know what you're thinking or if you're ever going to do anything about it. So make sure uh, you go there and check that out. WRS um, in the promo code spot to get 15% off of everything. All right. So while, uh, not while you're on the grind, we just did that. This date in sports history is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you or your business need a custom website for dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. You don't have to do it yourself being an amateur. You can get a professional, top-quality, results-driven website at an incredibly affordable price, and financing options are available. So visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203, and for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that War Room Sports sent you. On this day, this date in sports history, June 25th, 1968, Bobby Bonds, father of Barry Bonds, hits a grand slam in his first ever major league game. Of course, he was also playing for the Giants, so he went on to play a lot of years in the league, actually got to play with his son. But how crazy is that, Jim? The first game in the majors, you step up to the plate and you hit a grand slam. If that's not a way you like, yo, this, you like, yo, this started, is 
I don't know what it is. I, exactly. It, exactly. So that's the kind of stuff that my son don't need to hear because he already thinks because he picks up stuff quickly that it's all easy. And I'm trying to instill in him that you got to work hard. So, you know, all of these new Kobe Bryant books showing up around the house, that's for a reason. <laughs> let's get let's get up out of here, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, our group chat, all the calls we called. You know, we appreciate it. Those we couldn't get to, we apologize. But it is time to get out of here. Tune in next week live right here on the man. We catch up on everything in the world of sports, whatever that is. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Starting next week, please stay safe. Be considerate of others, you know, because this virus is ramping back up. We'll see you right back here next time. Catch all of our conversations, everything we do, all of our social media, our blogs, webcasts, podcasts, everything is at the hub of warroomsports.com. Also, my book, Sports the Book, get it at sportsthebook.com or at the hub of warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. And we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.